0: Welcome to Life in the Fast Lane with Matt Tift and myself. How you doing, man?
1: I am good. Uh, Today is, well, we kind of screwed up on the title. (laughs) So a producer, Tyler, asked me, what do you want to title today's show? And so today is the 20th anniversary of Shrek. And so I meant to type in my phone. I did voice to text. I meant to say, well, I did say, what are you doing in my swamp? Somehow siri took that as what are you what are you doing in my desmond swamp desmond.
0: so don't you love uh technology and text to talk i do it all the time it happens and it never comes out what i actually really want
1: no nope. well like trek said better out than in i would say
0: <laughs> so you this i find this kind of actually a little ironic not not ironic i guess is the bad word but I find it odd that you know Shrek came out twenty years ago, and like around the time Shrek came out, there was a lot of other movies that came out, an animated series that you don't really have any um that you didn't probably at the time didn't have any interest in, and uh, they were more adultish, I guess, in a sense, but they still were like were like that Shrek type stuff. So I find it funny that you you know Shrek and I and I used. <laughs> off air you started singing the smash mouse song i lost i was like oh yep 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 you do know it you do know it a lot which i thought was hilarious so what does shrek mean for you and don't say love life shrek is life (laughs) we're not recreating those videos
1: (laughs) definitely not no i like i like shrek but i mean um jordan and i we've gone back and we've rewatched all the shreks i don't think it's on the fourth one but
0: uh, all the good ones, all the good ones. I don't know if I've seen the fourth one either, to be honest. I don't I don't think know. the, <laughs> the first two. Yeah. Those were, those were awesome. Shrek and donkey. They had a star studded cast, but that was like, so Shrek was around the first time, I, I guess that I was some 33. So like I was able to start understanding adult mm-hmm. comedy. If that makes sense. You're like, you're starting to understand like, oh yeah, that was definitely made for adults and not me. Oh, yeah.
1: No, it's, it is a lot of funny stuff in there. No, I, I love Strike. But yeah, it is uh, it is crazy because, um, you know, I was at, we're, uh, I guess it wasn't this last weekend, but two weeks ago. Um, so we're joking on the phone <laughs> saying that you're sorry coming, don't stop coming. And so that's why I was joking and saying the song or whatever. But um, so... Um, oh, still there, yeah. I'm here, oh, okay. Perfect. I don't know what happened, I disappeared. Anyways, <laughs> um, it was weird because I was thinking about that, and we were at a restaurant a couple weeks ago, and the, uh, the sign for you must be this age to drink was
0: do you 21. know, 21, right? This, <laughs> and
1: that is freaky.
0: That that's that's hilarious, isn't it? Like it like when you start having to to be able to say, like, you know, can you buy alcohol based off what movie came out? It makes you feel old. It makes me feel old anyways.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because we set up a bar at Outback um, this last weekend because there's only seating available. And she um she took my driver's license to check my age and it was fine. Yeah. And I was like, nineteen ninety six, and she's like, Okay. And I was like, You do know that if it's two thousand and above now, it's under twenty one, or it's over twenty one, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, you're right." I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> "That's my first like." I know I'm still young, but like, that's my first time. I'm like,
0: N-. "It's like you're, it's like you're, you're able <laughs> to date yourself for the first time." In all honesty, that's what happened. You're able to go, "Yep, I'm from this era," A- and and everybody's like, "Oh man, we are, we're, we're that old." Like me being like, for me, when I watch Shrek. I was, uh, you know, I'm a big cartoon fan. Like I do. I like, I like all kinds of adult animations, but when you, when you start watching Shrek for the first time as a kid and you start to understand things, you're like, yep, yep. It's definitely, it, it's definitely predates like my, even my dad was like, eh, should I let him watch this at this age? But you start to understand it and you're watching it. I I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Where'd you go? What I'm are you just like? not gonna common. Why? What nothing. Ha-
1: it's it's all good. Any anyway.
0: what happened?
1: <laughs> anyway, oh nothing, nothing. We'll talk about a break and see if we want to bring it back up.
0: Oh no, I must have said yeah. something. I must have said something. All right, something. well
1: actually, you did. We'll we'll get back to it. But in uh uh well all right all right all right in uh, NASCAR news this weekend. This is cool. We are going to Austin. Yes, we're going to Austin, Texas. To the circuit of the Americas, which is um, a Formula One circuit built uh, just a few years ago. Yeah. NASA goes there the first time. Yep. And the Grand Marshal to give the command to start engines is none other than Matthew McConaughey.
0: Now see, you just got done reading his book, right?
1: I did. Green lights. So he's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be at the green light for the race.
0: Right. So that's pretty that's pretty cool. So are you gonna are you honestly are you gonna have a chance to interact with him at all? Or is this more like he's there doing an event and leaves?
1: I don't I don't know how it works because uh, most of the people this year have been through Zoom now that opening up restrictions a little bit. So I'd imagine it's still virtual right now. Um, I hope in a few months we'll get back to getting to meet people because when I was driving, I got to meet a bunch of um, cool people like Larry the Cable Guy, um, all of Motley Crue, Machine Gun oh, really? Kelly, he came out with the dirt there. Um, oh. We got to meet a bunch of WWE guys. that I have no idea who they were, and I feel bad about them. I just have no clue who they were this <laughs> That's awesome. uh, lots of senators lots of uh I don't know, a lot of cool people
0: in there. that's awesome so who out of out of everybody but, who's who's done these events and you got matthew mcconaughey coming and you said like you know obviously a lot of them has been virtual but now that things are opening up hopefully we'll have or you'll be able to have some people um that you know you can kind of interact with on a more personal level but who out of all of those that you've talked to thus far Whether it's you know like you said like uh you know big big name people or or just somebody who was able to to go there for the you know whatever that event was, um, uh, who was probably let's let's do a two part question: who was the most entertaining and who was the most uh, in depth?
1: Hmm. Um, it's tough because you don't get much when I was driving. You don't get much time with them because you come across the stage like you say hey or or you talk to them right before driver intros. Um. And so, I would say most entertaining. There's some WWE dude that was. I don't know. I can't remember who he was. Um, again, I'm, I'm not big in WWE, so I couldn't tell you. Right. Uh, but they were hilarious. Right. Whoever they they were, they're like shaking the crap out of my hands. Like they're going nuts. Like they <laughs> they're having a good. Um, I'd say the most in depth, and you're not going to believe this one, um, was actually uh, Machine Gun Kelly.
0: No, I do believe that. I believe that 100. percent.
1: Yeah, he was actually probably one of the coolest ones I met. Um, just because we—he uh, was wearing. That's when Odell um, was just announced to the Browns, like before he was even announced. And oh, no. so he was wearing an OBJ um, jersey. So went up to him was like, "Dude, we're like, how did you get that jersey already?" He's like, "All oh, the Browns hooked me up." Uh, and so we started talking about you know just where we grew up and everything in Cleveland. So um, we've had a full conversation, um, you know, like we do for our guests sometimes sure. about just all that and um uh, what he was doing his plans for his coffee shop that he opened up there and everything so uh he was just super cool I man i found it cool too because like i know he has a stage name and stuff i thought it was cool he uh he came up and was like hey my name's colson it's like that's kind of neat like I, I know he's he has the character and everything but like he sure. said his actual name and like you can be a dick and you can be a star-studded guy or whatever sure but i thought that um,
0: it, was, so. it was personal. He he basically made it personal, which is a, which is the experience, right? He made it a personalized experience. He didn't go under MGK, went under Colson, which which I mean I think anybody would get a kick out of that, honestly, whether you like MGK or not.
1: I mean don't don't get me wrong though. Like I was I was starstruck a little bit when I was talking to the Nikki Six and Vince Neil, I'm like holy crap. oh dude
0: yeah I, yeah come on like i don't even know if i'd have been able to open my mouth to be honest with you they, they, you ever see those like uh where they're, they're like their eyes roll back in your head and you're like uh that's what i yeah. would be i would be like just like uh it'd be white noise coming out of my mouth i wouldn't know what to. Say. i would look like an idiot if i yeah. ever met them because i don't
1: i'm pretty sure i did but i got pictures with them, so i don't really care
0: <laughs> I, you did you did i saw them that and i was like man that is super cool. And then you told me the story behind all of it, which is even more cool that you got. And, and you said they're pretty down to earth people. That's something yeah. that I a mean, lot of people. get me wrong.
1: Like they're, they're still wild. Like when we got up oh, to yeah. the, the driver's meeting, Norm was very formal. They introduced the guests and everything. Of course. Tommy Lee gets up there, grabs him, like, knocks over stuff, does his whole thing. Like, it's funny. It's not even an act. Like, it's just him. Like, he can't help himself but be, him, be Tommy Lee.
0: But be himself, right? He can't help himself but to be himself. He doesn't – he's one of those people that doesn't care. You know no. what I mean? Like, and I don't mean doesn't care about, like, things. He just doesn't care what you think about him. Like, he's going to be him no matter where he goes.
1: Yeah, no matter what, Tommy Lee is Tommy
0: Lee. Which is, I mean, which is even just more, just, it's crazy. I remember you sent me those pictures. I just looked at them, and I was like, you got to be kidding me, because I would have passed out. Like, you'd have had to pick me up and been like, I'm sorry, this is my idiot friend, and then you would have kicked me to the side. That's how, (laughs) I mean, it's super, super cool that you got to meet, and they're star, these aren't, like, people who are like, oh, yeah, they're kind of famous. No, dude, they are, like, top of their game.
1: I've I've met, like, a few, a lot of country singers and stuff, because they'll do national anthems and stuff a lot, like, um, like Chase Rice, and, and then we met um, O, and people like that. And that's cool, right? Like, it's, but it's not, it's not Kenny Chesney. It's not Alan Jackson. Like, it's not, um, it's not like, um, like,
0: like, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Garth Brooks. You're yeah, like, you know, Dunn. That's like,
1: like, legend of country. Like, if you, if I went and I met like Luke Bryan, I'd be like, well, that was cool, but it's not. So you're they're t- like, you know, middle name country singers, you know?
0: So you're talking, you're, you're talking foreign language to me right now because I don't know any of okay. the people you just said whatsoever that's, I'm because,
1: not, that's because yeah they're not named eminem and you have no idea who anybody is by
0: fact like no you're you're not wrong like you're honest you're not wrong if it's not eminem i don't really know who you're and country's even worse because i like it's not old school country i like brooks and dunn cheryl crow I, I guess you could throw kid rock in there i don't know most people yell at me if i say that but like you know i like his country-ish songs um, you know, like Craig Morgan, I love Craig Morgan. I like the old school, the more old Toby Keith, you know, stuff like that. I just couldn't get into like. There was uh, I I do like Big and Rich, so that's a thing. Like I loved Big and Rich. I love Little Big Town. Oh my God, I love Little Big Town. Um, so I do like some of it. It's just some of the new stuff to me, and same thing with 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 Eminem right now. His new stuff sucks, and I just I can't get behind the new. I guess country because it almost seems too popish. You know what I mean? Like Taylor Swift was supposed to be country, but she's not country.
1: Well, what happened was that you had a shift to where country music and rap became pop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. And no, it's it no, like, no, but it was worth it.
1: Now that's now mainstream music. Like the yeah. two. If you go on a top 40 station, you're going to hear. Um, you're going to hear either like the baby, you're going to hear Justin Bieber, which is pop, but then you're going to hear, um, Florida Georgia line or Luke Bryan or whoever or Blake Shelton, you're going to hear them on there now too. So it's no longer a uh, separate, they're all mixed together,
0: which is, which is kind of crazy to me in, in, yeah. a, in a sense, because like, I've never been, so I worked when I first, and this is funny when I first got into radio, uh, the <laughs> very first, <laughs> that's funny the very first radio station that i was at was was actually a country radio station and it was a i mean it's a small radio station WBLWDLW um and i so i was working with the cool cat and so it was all like 80s you know 60s 70s and 80s big hair bands but i was on the afternoon drive show with a guy named Johnny Z uh, who like did like a wolfman jack type show it was like an afternoon drive but they had even like if you look at like what the 80s did these big hair bands rock and roll you can see their merge too like every generation just merges at some point you know what i mean then you have to come up with another genre. like dude punk and emo those weren't supposed to be the same they ended up merging I
1: like instead of classic rock and moved into yeah moved to um like punk ish in 2000s right like mm-hmm. all that which i love i love that like that oh punk, me too like I, said, I love that music
0: oh yeah uh, Avril Levine no FX. effects
1: uh, yeah fallout boy point oh 22. yeah but then now, um, so like Machine Gun Kelly, he went back and did that. And so his new album is like the Bloody Valentine album is like a throwback album to that stuff. And it was good. But then yeah. um, rock became um, more like alternative and indie rock became rock.
0: Yeah, yeah, it did. It, mer- it, weird, it was a weird merge, too. And I can't really tell when it happened. Like, you know, what I mean, like you can't really define like, oh, yeah, it happened. In like 2006, you know, you can't really like say that you can't pinpoint it. You just know that at some point in time, radio stations started playing things that were not supposed to be mainstream. And I think that's what a lot of punk people got pissed off about. Right. Because I mean, I was a big Avril Lavigne fan. She was obviously mainstream. I liked Fall Out Boy. I liked My Chemical Romance. No effects wasn't really mainstream at the time, but I liked no effects. I, I guess Sublime, you know all of those. Uh, basically, if you played Tony Hawk too, I like the music. Like that was my emo punk rock music type thing.
1: Yeah, no, I get that. All right, well, talking about other things, I don't know. I understand. So, um, there was something we we're talking about before the show. So, with the um, with the Sox and the Twins game earlier today, so Tony La Russa was upset that Yearman Mercedes hit a home run on a three zero count against last night like, in a blowout win. They're already up 11 runs um, yeah. versus a position player, it says. And it says um, that Tony LaRusso was mad at the Urminator for breaking the unwritten rules and they f- hitting a 3-0 homer up 11 runs versus a position player is what Barstool Sports said. Right. I don't get it. What's wrong with it?
0: I mean, honestly, nothing. Here's the problem with unwritten rules in baseball. So this is my specialty, right? Baseball is my thing. So if you have an unwritten rule What did you say? Uh, I'm
1: saying you said here's the unwritten rules, and I said they suck.
0: Oh, yes, you're absolutely right. Like, I'm sure, and I'm not going to ask you about them. I mean, if you want to divulge them, you can. But I'm sure there's unwritten rules in NASCAR, just like there's unwritten rules in football. Here's the problem with that, though. Baseball is already in a downhill spiral. You either want to see massive amounts of runs scored, or you want to see a perfect game. There really is no in-between anymore. You want to either see a pitcher battle, but you want to –
1: yeah. There is one more, and that's a
0: walk-off. A walk-off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. You'd want, yeah. especially big,
1: big moments.
0: Big, big moments, moments. yes. Yeah, yeah, big moments that happen. So this happened last, well, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but they're saying that if you're up by, so this isn't Little League, guys. We're not playing Little League baseball. You're getting paid millions of dollars to hit a dot 405 feet. Like, this is ridiculous. You don't have a chance to say. <laughs> 100 Hundred. yeah hundreds of millions right oh
1: Wait, for it being baseball by
0: the way yeah absolutely 100 percent. yeah so you're getting all these people that are pissed off at these athletes who are getting paid massive amounts of money to play the game they're getting paid massive amounts of money for what are you supposed to sit there and let the pitcher strike you out no pitch harder pitch better don't suck i, I mean that's the only thing i can think of when i was in school and i played baseball didn't matter the coach And at high school, the reason I'm bringing up high school and not anything else is because high school, you're taught that there's a mercy rule, right? You can't mercy, you know, mercy their team. My coach didn't care. My coach was like, listen, we're not going to get mercyed. I will tell the ump. They, they can call the game. They can give them the win. But you're going to finish that game out. And we always did. That always happened. What happened to being able to compete at a high level and getting rocked and taking responsibility for that. Do not yell at the batter or say there's an unwritten rule where you shouldn't hit a home run on a three. I'm swinging. I'm swinging for the fences because you know that pitch is not going to be a curveball, not going to be a sinker, not going to be a slider, not going to be a changeup. It's coming right down the center of the lane, and it's coming fast. And you know if you can get your bat around it, it's gone. Why would you not want – why would I let my stats – get affected by an unwritten rule. To me it never made sense, but I also didn't play. You know, I'm not at the major league level. I'm not in NASCAR and I sure as hell never played NFL. So I don't know how serious these unwritten rules are, but to me as a fan, as a as an analyst, whatever you want to call it, I'm disgusted by it.
1: No, it doesn't make sense to me because I don't know unwritten rules in baseball other than obviously when you're taunting a batter by throwing up by his face and stuff like that. I get, I get why people charge the mound after that. Like, I, I totally get those things, right? Like, you don't do that if you're right. But the thing I don't understand is, so baseball.
0: Oh, Matt, you bit it. You okay? You all right? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. oh, a little bit of blood. What? what is okay. happening? <laughs>
0: Oh, you okay? It
1: hasn't happened in a while. Yeah. It
0: hasn't. It, was, it needed to happen.
1: <laughs> uh, so in, uh, in baseball, I would think that used to be, just like any other sport, you used to be a little bit more loyal to your team, right? So sure. um, people didn't move. There weren't as many free agents. There wasn't as much money. So I can see that being an unwritten rule back in the 1920s. But now when you have Frankie Lindor going over 24 and getting paid $235 million to do that. Yeah. Uh, if I'm up at bat, I'm hitting, because guess what I have an agent and I'm going to go play wherever. Cause it doesn't matter. Cause I'm going to go to my summer home or, you know, off season <laughs> back wherever yeah. because it doesn't matter anymore because clubs don't care about keeping players. Um, and if they do, you're going to the Yankees and they pay a top dollar. So if That's I'm right. a player I'm swinging because my paycheck, my next, my entire life Depend on me hitting this home run and the RBIs I scored. I'm hitting the damn ball.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't no. think there's anything wrong. And I and, and this is just how I was raised. I don't care who you are, and if you get offended by it, that's your problem. But well, there should be no such thing as participation awards.
1: One, you're 100 right. So he hits a brio homer against that. All right, cool. Why didn't you throw three strikes into three
0: balls? Right. That's what you're. You're. You're you're right, though. But if you're so, if you're a NASCAR driver and you're driving, I don't. I gotta forgive me because I don't. I mean, I I was asking you questions during the last race because I didn't know. But like, if you're a NASCAR driver and let's say, you know, you know, you're 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 way ahead, way ahead, way ahead. Are you gonna stop trying? Like that doesn't make any sense to me.
1: No, I mean, in NASCAR, the goal is to, I hate this for the fans part of it, but as a driver and a team, your job is to make it as boring of a race as it is possible. And I mean that in the nicest way because you as a team, now this is not a sport um, as a whole, but as a driver and a team, you want it to be where you absolutely dominate every single person on that track because you want to wipe their butts with them. Like that is, that is completely it. Um, and that is so, so controversial way because you want it to be a good race too. Um,
0: yes, exactly.
1: But so there are some, um, some unwritten rules in racing that I can go through if you want me to.
0: Sure. Yeah. I, because I don't know them. I can tell you the unwritten rules of baseball. I have no idea what the unwritten rules of NASCAR are. and I, but as you're telling them, I want you to tell me, honestly, do you agree with them or do you not agree with them?
1: Okay. So I'll start with the first one. And this is a low-hanging fruit. So if you're going to spin somebody um, because you're mad at them, that's fine to spin somebody, okay? But if you're going to spin somebody, you hit them in the back or you hit them in the left rear. The reason why, we turn left. So not this does not apply for road courses, but for other tracks, all the ovals, right. you hit them in the left rear or the back because they spin to the left. If you go and you turn them from the right rear and put them in the fence, you are threatening their life. That is, there is no rule that says it, but that is a major, major bad deal.
0: Right, right. No, and the only thing is now, I am gonna kind of backpedal here for a second. I am gonna double down. I agree with that unwritten rule. I don't think you should never put anybody's life in jeopardy. I don't care how pissed you are on the racetrack, or, or you know, like that's the same thing. You are not gonna throw a ninety-five mile an hour fastball somebody's head. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Like that's an unwritten rule. Don't do it. But like, I kind of agree with that rule. Don't, you know, don't, don't put somebody's life in danger just because you are having a bad day on the track.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I completely. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, I'd say the other ones are um, blocking is a big one. So you're allowed to. So somebody's trying to pass you, and you start blocking them on the racetrack. Um, you can block them a couple times, but if they're way, way faster, um, and then you can't, um, and you the person behind you is way faster, and you can't hold them off, but you keep blocking just to be blocking them so they can't pass you. That's an unwritten rule. To where you shouldn't be doing that, but it gives the invitation to the guy behind you to go ahead and rep you because at that point you just asked for it.
0: But see now, 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 see, I guess this is where I, I, I'm confused about. I would want to. I, I, I would do that. I, I don't want somebody who's faster than me in front of me. I want somebody who's faster behind. So why would now? Are you talk like define blocking? I guess because I don't. Again, I mean, talk to me like I'm five. Uh, define blocking. Is it? Is that like you're you're putting somebody in danger? You're you're no, you're so the car.
1: You are the car in the lead, you're on a highway. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Um, the car behind you, you're in the you're in the fast lane on the highway. It's so a three-lane highway.
0: Okay.
1: The car, you're the car in front, there's a car behind you, and um they go to the middle lane, but they're going like five miles an hour fast, lane, right? Okay. So you go um in the middle of the track to block them, or in the middle of the highway to block them. Then they go to the slow lane all the way in the right lane, you go all the way there, then they go all the way back to the fast lane. Well, you're still blocking them all the way there. Okay. So one or two blocks is okay. That third block sometimes the second block, but usually the second or third block you're out.
0: Now, why is that though? Isn't that is I would think now again, talk to me like I'm 5. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I legitimately don't know. Now, why would that not be acceptable? Would I not want to keep that car constantly behind me? I mean,
1: um you do, but um what's what's the best explanation? So um, the reason so yes you should you should want to keep them behind you absolutely you try to take the air off their nose like to where they can't pass if they're a similar speed however if they're that much faster yeah it is a common courtesy because there's 38 races in a year yeah so there's going to be another time to where if you are that much faster you're not racing somebody for that spot you are blowing past them. So if you're you're then putting that car in danger of getting passed by another car behind it, et cetera, okay. et cetera. Uh, okay, so,
0: so that makes but, sense.
1: Yeah. But then say I'm the guy behind him sometime. They're in front of me and I'm trying to get by them. I'm 10 miles an hour faster than them. They're on old tires, I'm on new tires, whatever. Right. And they try to block me, that you don't want that to be it's a it's a common courtesy, unwritten rule that you give way to a faster car. Like when you're getting laps, so like we don't have the fastest cars. Um, with our budget on our team, but we do what we can. Right. But one of the big gains is you try to minimize the time lost when you're getting lapped by leaders. Sure. But you give the leaders whatever lane they want, whether that's the top or the bottom, you give them that lane. Um, and I know what that
0: means now. Go ahead.
1: What's that?
0: I know what that means now.
1: Yeah. So you give them the spot on top of the racetrack, like yep. the top of the or the bottom, whatever they prefer. And they'll radio in to their spotter who will relay up what they want for which side of the track they want. Um, depending on what they like, right? And you kind of learn a rapport of which driver, which likes which side. Yeah. Um, but so,
0: see to me though, like, and, and hold on, I'm gonna compare okay, this. Man. Oh, go ahead.
1: So, so for that point though, the blocking would be if the leader was coming and you went up to block him, and he came back down, and blocked you. Like that is bad because that is actually at that point you're actually you're actually interfering with the race at that point.
0: But don't okay. So I'm gonna compare this to baseball. So if I have a hitter who I know for a fact is going to hit in a four count, right? He's going to hit in the four count. He's a cleanup hitter, and if he, if and I'm a pitcher, right, would I don't like? I would try to strike that batter out no matter what, right? Even though I know he's hit me before, you know he's done. Uh, you know I know he's gonna. He hits well off sliders. So, obviously, I'm not going to throw him a slider. I'm going to throw him a fastball or I'm going to throw him a curveball or I'm going to throw it low and away or whatever. You know, I'm going to keep it away from him if he likes it inside. If he likes it inside, I'm going to keep it outside. If he likes it outside, I'm keeping it inside. To me, that's what that seems like. Like, giving away your position to somebody else, to me, seems like I, I just don't understand why just because I don't have – you know what I mean? I don't know NASCAR enough to go, oh, yeah, duh, like this is why. But after you, you know, after you explain it, I do understand the lane thing you're talking about because I watched that Sunday.
1: Yep. So think about it in track and field easier way to look at it. So okay, fastest guy is starting and he's on the top, right? So you got the slowest guy starting further ahead. And he's on the bottom. Faster guys on the top. Okay. So eventually, the guy on the top comes around. They're going to pass the slower guy um, if it's enough of endurance for them to get that. Well, the guy on sure. the bottom. If they're running, it's not going to come up and come block them and chop them off and cut them off like while they're running, right? Oh, I see. So, okay. So just like a highway, if there's a faster car coming, it goes back to the rules of the highway. If there's a faster car coming, you don't just keep on chopping them off and blocking.
0: So basically, know what your car can do. You know what your car can do. Why? Why do so? I okay. See, now that makes sense. I understand what you're saying. So now you are you are interfering with the race. You're purposely being petty. At that yep. point, you know, you're now, not going to be able to lap. that There guy. is,
1: there is a point to where like, if you're going for the win, absolutely. You block, you do whatever you can to win. Sure. But that's different because it's not the middle of the race, not the beginning of the race. And it's not when you're getting put a lap down. So that's like a, a hidden underlying respect thing that, yeah. that you move over for the leaders. So if there's two, okay. So say I'm driving a Hendrick motorsports car and I have a Hendrick motorsports teammate that is in second place. But there's a, I don't know, a Joe Gibbs racing guy in first place. Right. If I go up and I block the first car, now that happens a little bit to where you try to slow them down to help your teammate a little bit. Sure. But if I go blatantly up and wreck them, that is complete or block them so bad they have to um, get out of the gas a ton. That is completely against the driver code.
0: Which, which now that you say that makes sense in all honesty.
1: Make it difficult to get by them, but don't make it to where it's insane. Like, so you, you, you have to play within the rules of what's right and wrong.
0: Yeah, don't be a you know be don't be that person that because you're right, then it could cause a wreck, and now you're causing a whole bunch of problems. So no, I kind of under, I understand that,
1: but at the same time, blocks are okay. Blocks are part of the game. You do it to hold your position. You still do it to an extent. The problem is though, you can't get mad if you if you block once and you get wrecked. There's a if you're the blocker, you can be mad. But if you but if you blocked multiple times and you kind of asked for it. You probably got wrecked for a reason.
0: So, you, they, they were, yeah, you're that. So, that's like if you're getting, that's like if you're, uh, you know, you've hit three home runs already and you're talking some crap to the pitcher, yeah, you're going to get plunked. You're going to get hit. So, I yes. mean, that's just how it happens. The first couple of times, fine, celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. But if you crack three home runs, you start talking crap to the same pitcher, yeah, he's going to hit you. Yeah.
1: Hey, no, exactly. And it's <laughs> the same thing in NASCAR. Like, you bumped me once, okay. You bump me twice, I'm getting pissed off. And then at that point, either they hit a third time or they're done for the race. They'll be like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to get away from you. Because here's the difference, right? So in baseball and basketball and football, you do all that stuff. And there's a there's a dugout that breaks out and, and goes to fight. And they clear the dugout as they go. Uh, the bench is clear. They go fight in football, whatever. Well, guess what? NASCAR, you do it. They send an ambulance for you.
0: Wow. That's not that's good. the difference. That, that's, that's not good. Well, yeah, you got to think about it. Well, I mean, I don't know how much those cars weigh, but they weigh a lot more than j- 30, j- Yeah, come on. Like, 30, yeah, dude, that's absolutely. I mean, that. yeah, I guess if you look at it, that's a lot more dangerous than getting in a little bit of a tussle or a bench it's, clearing or a fight or, or, or whatever. I mean, you're getting that's you're basically driving a missile. I, I mean, in all honesty, if you think about it, it's gas. It's it's a missile.
1: It's a football field every second. Yep.
0: Which still blows my mind. A football field a second. That is the crazy thing. So I was watching the race Sunday, and of course, I had questions for you. But then, of course, I would like to. I, I, I should have just I, I stopped. Do you notice that I stopped asking you questions because I would ask you a question, and then as soon as I would ask it, the announcer would explain it. It's like the, it's like the announcer knew I was watching, and he was like, okay, I got to explain this to this kid like he's five. And they, they, so whoever announced that, and I, I forgive me if I don't know them, but whoever announced Sunday's game did a really good job of explaining things as things were happening. So remember, I'm like, why are these people parallel parking so close to each other? And they're like, oh, it's this. Then, they explain, then they explain pit road and everything to me. So I'm getting the terminology down. I'm understanding the lanes now because I'm understanding that some were liking it because of the new tires and the grip up top. But then I saw that. they were basically, I was like, man, that doesn't make any sense. Why would, they, why would they not want to be up top all the time if the grip is so much better? And then they're saying because the clouds were there, it actually cooled off the track, and some of that grip went away. So I watched one car go back down to the bottom lane it was just, it was, it was interesting. I was learning, you know what I mean? I was treating it like a learning experience and I, it was just funny because the announcers did a really, really good job of talking to me like I was five yeah. and I'm listening to it the whole time. And I just stopped asking you questions. Because I'd ask you a question. And then as soon as I would, as soon, like the text, would you go through, bam, announcer would be like, well, you know, it's because of the shadow. And I'm like, how did they know that?
1: Yeah. So it was super cool. I mean, it's just like, it's like racing. Um, uh, there's like driving in rain, right? So you have snow is a better example so sure. in the beginning of your trip down the highway one lane is clear one is slushy and one is full of snow that's not plowed well you go five miles down 71 and all of a sudden the lane you're in that was clear is no longer clear is slushy and the middle one's clear so you go to the middle lane and then the outside one is still completely not plowed you go five miles further then it's switched to where the Um, The fast lane is now clear. The middle one is slushy and the other one, see what I mean? Like um, It's just the the grip level changes. So you chase the grip. Now, obviously it makes sense that the bottom has the most amount of, um, that'd be the fastest because the shortest way around. But sometimes the bottom gets so slippery because of all the rubber and oil and fuel um, built up on it that it gets slick. So then you can't stay in the throttle. So you go up to find to where you can keep the most throttle and momentum to get the miles per hour up.
0: Which which leads me to my next comment was as I was watching the race, um, because I had the Indians on WTM eleven hundred, I had the race going on Hulu, and as I was as I was getting more involved, like I'm like okay, you know I'm, I'm listening to the Indians, I'm listening to the Indians, I'm listening as I, okay something just happened over here, and I'm like wow, but then I, as I'm watching it and learning it, it, it goes back to my original statement to you probably I, I don't know six months now, probably not six months ago, five months ago, when. There's a lot to NASCAR that the average person who doesn't understand NASCAR is like, oh, NASCAR, they only turn left. Yeah, that's true. On non-road courses, they only turn left. But I didn't realize that because the dude's tire got hot. And he had to go to Pit Road. I'm sorry. I don't know who it is. But he went to Pit Road. They pulled the tire off. And they, like, of course, the camera, like, where it was able to see it, like, zoom in on it. The thing was smoking hot. Dude, it was on fire. Like, it was smoking.
1: Yeah, so his tire wasn't hot. He blew his tire. Oh, he uh, blew
0: the tire. I didn't know yeah, what happened. It was, it was
1: hot. It was yeah, so he, he got in contact with the wall of another car. I can't remember. Um, and I think it was Corey LeJoy. and so the the seven white and red car. But um, yes, so he, pit road. Um, he had a, a blown right front tire. So basically, it's corded. It's destroyed. The tires come apart. Wow. So, but yes, it is hot because you're seeing the. So all tires are that hot. Um, but when you blow it. You see all the you see all the stuff come out so all yeah. the tires they start off you know normal temperature 80 90 degrees when they're done off the cars they're anywhere depending on how long the, the run was between 250
0: to 350 degrees that's insane yeah. I mean that's so
1: that's they, nuts so and Goodyear does a good job because they're building tires that are up to 300 degrees of temperature plus they're going into 3G's of banking into the corners.
0: I don't know what that means. Three, three. Um, uh, I do know. I do. I know what G's mean. Like when you're like an airplane. Yes. Yeah. So Jesus, that that's crazy. And that's what I'm talking about. Like people don't understand, like what actually goes into it. And when you when I saw them, like you said, the tire, you know, must. I I didn't see that, but the tire blew, whatever, and it looks like just. I'm thinking like that is something that the average person.
1: So in that case, it was cut to not blown. Like it is blown, but. If it blows, you see, it's like pop wall. Um,
0: He cut it
1: because the fender hit another car or wall, whatever. Yeah. It came down, hit the tire, and started like shaving it until it was cut.
0: Now, I do have one other question, if you don't mind, before we move on. Just one question. So, I, and again, I don't remember who it was, but I just remember that they, they went into pit road, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they, 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 uh, they changed the tires and everything, but then they put this, uh, I, I know I'm wrong, but this is the only thing I compare it to. They put, like, uh, tinfoil, like, what I what looked like a piece of tinfoil, oh. up underneath, right on the left side, like, right where, like, I guess to where the headlight would be, or maybe maybe not the headlight, like, a little <laughs> bit below the headlight. What it was, was that?
1: So, that was the right front um, headlight of Ryan Blaney. So, he had a piece of something on the track or got in a wreck or something to where, um, basically... Everything in the nose of the car is built to be aerodynamically perfect, okay? Okay. So, oh, I'm sorry, no, it was Martin Truex Jr. Was it like right on the grill? Like, Yes. Right on the grill? Okay, yeah. so he got, I don't know if he hit, he must have hit somebody. Um, anyways, point being, it crumpled up the nose. So more than likely, there was enough of an aero defect, whether it was a hole, a hole in it or something. So in the back of the pit box, they have... <laughs> um bondo and they have um they have tape they have all that kind of stuff so they can slap something on there to either seal up a hole or to reshape the nose of the car to where it's fixing the damage basically
0: okay that makes sense and again i was trying to pay attention to what was going on but this is something that will always amaze me i don't care if you're a nascar fan or not you cannot tell me this is not amazing when they pull in there and you hear and then they leave you're like, okay, that's nuts. Like that is absolutely insane. So it happened so quick that I wasn't able to see. Like yeah. I, I, heard him talking about it. I heard them say, like, this is what it was. And of course, I forgot about it. But I found it interesting that a they were able to do it so fast, and b that even though it was an accident, it was still able to be fixed on the run in like less than like twenty seconds. I mean, it was. I don't even know if that's the. Right. It was probably less than that. It was probably like, fifteen. But yeah, like. Probably. It it was it was nuts how fast they did it. So for me, that was really that was super cool to see, you know, that happen. And of course, you know, you know, of course, I am paying attention because, you know, you're the owner of the uh, the team. You and BJ own it. And and I'm trying to get back into it. So I'm trying to pay attention to what you guys are doing. But it's great because I'm learning about like I told you, I'm trying to learn the best I can. So as I'm watching what you guys are doing, I'm able to kind of see And the announcers. I mean, I got to tell you, man, the announcers make sports for me mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying like if you get bad announcers a <laughs> rod if you get bad announcers choke Buck, if you get really bad announcers <laughs> that are doing sports it, it becomes benign and you can't pay attention to it but nascar whoever those announcers were man were were not just um they were not just talking to your die hard fan do you, do you know what i'm saying they were talking to the people who are like okay this might be their seventh or eighth race you know, maybe yeah. their ninth or tenth race, and they're wanting to know what's going on. They're wanting to know how to do things. They're wanting to know, you know, why things are happening. So I thought that was, uh, if if NASCAR does one thing great, it's definitely their announcers explaining things thoroughly. No, they, yeah,
1: they've always done a great job. And I guess we got to um, tell NASCAR and Fox that, that Keith loves you guys. So that's pass, right. Do that. The only guy, older guy in the booth is Mike Joy. He's been doing it forever. Fantastic. You can tell. And, um, then the. Um, the main ones that talk a lot, the one that jokes and stuff it's a lot, that's Clint Boyer. He was a driver last year and for oh. the last 20 years, but um, oh, wow. he was a driver, um, just stopped driving last year. And then the other one's Jeff Gordon.
0: Oh, duh. That makes a lot of sense. That's why So you, get, you have three heavy veterans in there. That know what they're doing.
1: And then the third guy has been a play-by-play guy for forever. For ever, since, something. since like the 80s or 90s in the
0: So he's like the hammy of Cleveland, right? Like he's like the hammy of, of NASCAR. Yeah. He knows everything, yeah. which is super, super cool. I mean, it was just, and again, the whole experience was was awesome. I liked it. So yeah. uh, you want to take a quick break before we jump into our last topic? It's uh, 743. let do it. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hit on some final things. I know we got some stuff to talk about. We got we kind of got into NASCAR just because I had questions. So sorry about that, but uh, make sure you uh, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned while we're gone. Follow at keithmiger One. Follow at Matt underscore Tift. Check out iHeartRadio. Check out our uh, Google. Check out Spotify. All places where major podcasts are at. Subscribe, please, because we want you to subscribe because we need subscribers. I mean, because we have fun. Yeah, Yeah, right. We'll be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane with Matt Tift and myself. We got uh, we actually went like like I think it was like 30 minutes on NASCAR today Uh, just because, again, you have to explain to me, explain things to me like I'm five because I just it's hard for me to when you come into a new sport, you come into new anything. It's hard as hell to figure things out. And it's good to have somebody like an expert could be like, hey, this is what's happening like. Are you really asking that moronic of a question? Like his tire's on fire because it's hot, moron. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's good to know that now. So what do you want to talk about? I like to talk about my rates for being an expert. Your rates for being – well, let me tell you something. I think we could probably – that's another question. What does – and we don't have to hit on this long. I just got a question. What does a normal NASCAR coach cost? Like if you wanted to get into NASCAR, like, you know how you can get like a scout, not a scout, but you can get a coach for baseball. That's going to get you to the next level. I would have to imagine there's something like that for NASCAR, right?
1: Yeah. There's driver coaches, for sure. drivers, coaches. I mean, and that's, that's from go-karts all the way up to the cup series, really. So, really? um, it honestly just depends because, um, for example, Chevy and Toyota, they have, um, so like Toyota, they do a development program where they actually work out with the drivers they go to the film they do stuff like that if you're in the okay. Toyota camp um like if you're one of their developmental drivers and uh Chevy you have a program that you pay into or maybe Chevy covers a lot of it but um they have it to where their drivers watch film they do workouts they do meal preps they do all the stuff wow um if you're independent like I, I worked with um Blake Cook who used to be a former driver a good friend of mine and so I hired him personally to do it um, but it's it's it just depends. Um, some guys are, like I said, some guys are covered by manufacturer. If you're doing sure. it independently, uh, might be a couple grand to race, might be a grand to it, wow. it really just depends on what level you're at. Yeah. Um, the other part too is it could be a percentage of um, might be creative and do it towards a percentage of winnings that you get uh, of the first mind that you receive. So um, there's a lot of guys that do it different ways. Yeah. But one of the big jobs of Uh, agents and agency groups is to get hooked up with these driver coaches because they know if, um, if they have a guy they can go to, the driver pays X amount to a year, um, they, then their driver gets better. And so the agency does better, they get better rides, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the driver coaching doesn't stop at just the, the um, you know, the, the level of coaching you on what you did. It's mental preparation. It's sports wow. psychology. It's reaction timing during the week. It's um, hand-eye coordination. It's lifting weights. It's um, doing simulators. It's doing virtual reality stuff. Um, wow. then it, it's a lot of it is even, I'd say a good, of, a good bit of it is being a therapist for the driver, someone for them to talk to.
0: Wow. No kidding. So it goes a little bit deeper than just being a coach. Or it goes <laughs> to what a coach is actually supposed to do.
1: Yeah, there's different levels, but um, if you're a very good coach, um, like I had with Blake Cook, you are a full-on, you are top to bottom, like that guy's, you're his right-hand man.
0: Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Cool. Uh,
1: Let's talk about a topic that I'm rather bored of, but it's trending, so we'll talk about it. And that's the Hornets versus Pacers, but I'm not going to talk about basketball with this thing. Um, So I'm going to twist it on head here. So because we had the Hornets and the Pacers on the show. I was I went to Highland High School in Medina County, so I was a Highland Hornet and um, they're playing the Indiana Pacers. And God knows Keith is a pacer when he walks. You literally never stop walking when you talk on the phone.
0: That is true. That I don't know. It's a sickness. I don't know. But at least I can I got like burn a lot of calories. I don't think you do. I no, because I eat them in carbs, <laughs> so you're right. I gain them all right back as I it's smashed
1: like, that there's five calories in every cigarette you smoke.
0: Is there? Is there calories in cigarettes? No, I'm gonna have to look that up now because if that that's why I'm not losing any weight, I get it now. So, I don't know anything about what you're talking about, just so you know, like I have no clue. So, you said you're not gonna talk about it about basketball. You about? I don't know
1: anything about basketball, like with, with the game going on. Apparently, it's trending. I mean, we have the Hornets in Charlotte, I don't really care. Um, they have cool uniforms, that's about it. I think we're the ball lives or plays here or something that's how bad it is down here like <laughs> you, you would know everything going on in the team here it's like oh yeah we have that <laughs> yeah but uh, where
0: you're at right now i mean that's that's like nascar heaven right i mean that's like that's what its main focus i'd be like going down to arkansas it's it's arkansas university you know what i mean like that's <laughs> what it is
1: okay so 20 minutes north of here mooresville past the lake yes absolutely Okay. I'm in Huntersville, which is 10 minutes from downtown Charlotte. So I'd say no, not here.
0: Really? There's that big, that just that 20 minute is a, is a huge difference.
1: Well, I mean, it's one of the biggest banking cities in America. There's tons uh, of jobs here. Uh, one of the top 15 moved to um, cities in the country. Like there's a lot of stuff other than just NASCAR, which is really Iredell County, uh, Mecklenburg County, which includes Charlotte uh, is definitely not so much NASCAR.
0: No kidding. I find that, uh, I find that interesting. It's just like, there's,
1: there's, there's, trust me during the whole quarantine deal and the whole pandemic. And I know it's still ongoing, but like you go to Charlotte, that's one world. You go to Iredell County, that's a different world.
0: Really? That's funny. That's like going to Columbus to Cleveland or, or, you know, uh, Cincinnati to, you know, like, like
1: so Charlotte to Gastonia or Charlotte to, um, is East of us, I can't remember. Um, like, and, you know, it's like maybe compared to other places, they're totally different worlds because in Charlotte, you don't feel like you're in the South. You feel like you're in a big urban city. Sure. You go to 20 minutes west to Gastonia or Dallas or Shelby, where my wife's family from is from Gastonia. You know you're in the South by just the the um, just by the um, the accents that you hear. You go. You mean north? You know you're in the south, but you also know a lot of guys are from Florida and Georgia and Alabama that came to work in race cars, and people from all over the country that came to work in race cars. So right. it's a big melting pot, north to south, and then east to west is totally traditional southern.
0: Really? So that's that's funny. Yeah. That that's interesting to me. Different the different cultures that you can get even just down the road. You know what I mean? The same thing in Ohio. You got super super farmy, and then you got super super city. It's it's crazy.
1: But it makes me some good food. I'll say that.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, we are getting ready to run out of time. So I want to make sure you guys know about iHeartRadio. Make sure you check us out on there. So go to iHeart, type in Life in the Fast Lane with Matt Tift and myself, Keith Migra, and it will pop up. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, Same thing for TuneIn, same thing for Google, same thing for Spotify, and same thing for iTunes. So make sure you check us out on all those platforms. Subscribe to all of them if you want to, so you make sure you never, ever, ever miss a show.
1: And we do have our summer sweepstakes. We'll I'm going to do something a little bit different on there, too. Send us a screenshot um, that you subscribe to it, and you're still in the running for the Nintendo Switch and the Fire Suit giveaway. So, again, just screenshot the fact that you subscribe to the show uh, on any of the streaming platforms. Put it on Twitter, tag either one of us or the show, and you'll be entered as well to win a Nintendo Switch or a Master Fire
0: I like it. I like it a lot. So do, uh, again, please make sure you check out our Teespring as well so you can kind of check out uh, the merch, support us on that way. We got a lot of good fans, man. We got a lot of people coming back day after day, show after show, to check us out and hear what we have to talk about. And I think, uh, honestly, we're blessed to have a lot of these good fans that that come out and care what we have to say on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and Twitch and all the places we're at. And then to come back and subscribe to the iHeartRadios, to the Google iTunes, uh, Google Spotify, whatever. Um, You know, we get we have a lot of good people that I think uh, actually surprisingly care what we have to say, and for that, you know, we try to put on a quality show every single time we're on.
1: Do
0: you think they do? No, not not you, you maybe they might care about what you have to say, but nine times out of ten, they're still trying to figure (laughs) out who I am
1: hey, I'm going to go listen to the show because I'm bored or I need to go get away from the wife and the kids and listen to the show. So they're, on a road trip. they're on a road trip and they have to kill time so they listen to this show. They're this on a road is, trip. This is not a good show, guys.
0: Like, this is good show. They're on a road trip. This <laughs> you're is what you're they are in do. the wrong place, so let me tell you that. <laughs> this is the show they use to punish their kids when they're in the car. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know
1: like, like, they show you, like when you're in driver's ed, there's like the trains always because the only thing they teach you in driver's ed <laughs> Trains for some reason. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yep. I'm, I can tell you how many times I've encountered a train, but my God, they, they preached that. When you look <laughs> at a good show, but they gave you the, not, the what not to do example. We're that show. Okay? The
0: what not to do? Yeah. Every other that's show right.
1: Train and people are acting appropriately. We are the train and the guy that goes. Oh, look at this. Let me step outside my car. I want to go take a selfie and down. The car, uh, uh, because that's what I like to do.
0: So, thank you to oh the Ohio God, Department okay. of
1: Vehicles or whatever. Oda. It is up there. Yeah, Oda, thank you for telling me that there's nothing <laughs> in the world that texting, driving, drinking, driving doesn't exist. The only thing that exists is trains.
0: <laughs> the <Tyler's> entire dying. <laughs> the only thing is, is, you're not, oh, I got cut out. Uh, close the show, Tyler. <laughs> oh, they can still hear me. All right, so my, my headphones cut out, but we'll be back you, next Thursday. They, they, and stay away from railroad tracks. No, oh, this Thursday. We'll be back this Thursday. Sorry, I can't hear you because I laughed too hard and my my headphones blew out, which we well, <laughs> blew definitely. an amp.
1: That's if that's your only
0: takeaway. They're still talking. This is funny. I want to hear what the last part is. But we'll be back Thursday same time. Make sure you check us out. See you guys Thursday.